So I want to welcome everyone for joining me for this first episode. My name is Jasmine. I will be your tour guide. No, I'm kidding. I will be the person that is bringing you information, talking about the different games in the WNBA, and not just those games, but I will sprinkle in different things as I move along throughout this podcast. But first things first, obviously this is the, I think going into the third week of the WNBA. So it started May 14th. Today is June 1st as I'm recording this. And the season started Friday, May 14th. Um, So we're a couple of weeks in and this is the 25th anniversary of the WNBA. So with the way it started out, I'm going to I'm going to actually talk about some of my experience with the WNBA over the last few years. Um I think when it started I was about 9, maybe almost 10 years old. So some of my memories of it are are a little vivid, but um others not so much. But I know the first game I ever attended, well, first I got the tickets as a birthday gift. I think I was a little bit older, maybe 11 or 12 years old at that point, probably 11. And uh, a cousin of mine gave it to me as a birthday gift. I couldn't attend the game because I was, you know, playing sports myself. And so I I actually gave it to my grandparents who then bought me back a pair of tickets to go see a different game, one that I could actually attend that I didn't have any games to go to and all that. So that was my first game I ever attended, and it was rocking from what I remember. Um, it was still so new. Everybody was kind of into it. It was it was fun. You know, it's fun to go to games. I mean, the only game I had been to prior to that was really a Mets game or a couple of Mets games since I think my grandparents at times would get free tickets to the Mets, so we would go to a couple of those games. and So that was really my only sports experience in terms of games. What I will say is that my grandmother actually took me and my brother to the NBA store. I can't remember exactly how old I was, probably still in that same age of 10, 11, 12. She took us to the NBA store in Manhattan one day, like during the middle of the week. And there were a couple of players there that were signing autographs. And literally, you had to wait in a line that ran outside the store and you ha- you got to go inside when it was your turn and buy something and then wait on the line for them to sign it. And so I-, I don't remember both the players. I think there were either two or three players there. I do remember one. Um, that person was Nikesha Sales. I got to introduce myself and shake her hand and everything. So it was kind of cool, a cool experience for me as a, a young buck. But... um yeah, it was fun. That was, you know, kind of like some of my early experiences, my early memories with that. I think as I got older in life, I went to way more games, obviously. And when I got into my 20s after graduating college and everything, I got to go to way more games because I can afford to pay for tickets myself. So at certain, at a certain point, I was able to buy partial season tickets. And I, I would have gotten full season tickets if I were actually able to attend all the games, 
you know, when you have life getting in the way, work and other things, it becomes harder to do that. But I was definitely able to do that for a couple of years. And I think the coolest part about being even some sort of season ticket holder of any kind, whether it's partial or full, one of the coolest things was getting a phone call from Teresa Weatherspoon after becoming a season ticket holder. So I thought that was super awesome. Um, I think when we were supposed to kind of re-up and, you know, re-up on our season tickets the next year, I got a phone call from her. And, you know, as someone who watched her growing up, it was super cool, you know, um, like one of the, you know, famous liberties, man, to just so cool to hear her voice on my answering machine. So it was really funny. But I will say when I before I actually got the season tickets, there was this promotion going on where you got to come to the game early, sit down, watch the players warm up and ask questions. You know, they, they had people there that were were staffed to be able to answer our questions about anything. And, you know, I got I think me and my mom went and we got like free tickets to the game or something. And then I was sold on buying the, you know, the season tickets that I didn't realize anything. And uh, the person that sold us the tickets, it was kind of one of those things where once we signed and I, I gave my, you know, my my credit card information and everything at that moment, she was like, hey, I got a surprise for you guys. And I was like, okay. And she actually brought us courtside and I sat courtside and my tickets were not courtside, mind you. Um, but it was super cool for at least that day to sit almost center court courtside. And so we did spend a pretty good penny because we did, even though it wasn't directly on the floor, we did get maybe two or three rows behind the floor. So it was still pretty good, you know, pretty good money you were spending, but I thought that was awesome to be able to sit on the court, order food, you know, have a good time, experience the game like right there on the floor and almost center court at that. So, and it wasn't behind the bench or anything. It was literally on the opposite side of the bench and it was like the coolest experience. So even after I've bought tickets on the secondary market after that point, like let's say if I could go to extra games or didn't have season tickets anymore and just went to games I would buy you know we or me and my mom usually went but we would buy floor seats <laughs> if we could on the secondary market or something like that get floor seats the day of a game because we would usually look out for them on like a Saturday where maybe the price would go down a little and definitely bought bought those seats if they popped up so that was kind of some of my earlier memories of of the WNBA. So um, let's talk about one thing I liked about going into this season that was a little different for me than I've seen in recent years to my memory. I think the support from the NBA has been awesome over the last, you know, year and a half with the pandemic and everything like that. You've seen, you know, more, you know, more men from the, from the NBA kind of pushing the WNBA a little bit. And I like that, you know, I saw um, I'm a newer I'm a New York Knicks fan, so I, when I've watched the games when the the WNBA season started, I actually saw the Knicks players rocking a T-shirt that was in support of the WNBA. Obviously, you might have noticed you've seen tweets from different top players uh, in the NBA talking about the WNBA. 
also I saw Chris Paul, which is, you know, one that comes to, you know, mind fastest, but he was in an interview after one of his games and definitely mentioned the WNBA season starting. So I thought that was really cool. Um, One thing that was different this year in its inaugural year, um, one thing that I noticed or that people are talking about, obviously, is the Commissioner's Cup. So I'm, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about that to start here and, um, you know, go from there. But I think it's it's in order to celebrate, obviously, the 25th anniversary. I'm not sure if they're going to continue doing it moving forward, but some of the things that they incorporated just for the 25th anniversary is they do have a new game basketball. They did get new uniforms this year. And at some point throughout the season or the year, they are going to have the 25 greatest players and moments in the WNBA. So that was kind of neat. And last but not least was this Commissioner's Cup. So to my understanding, all the games are going to be played somewhere between May 14th and July 11th. July 11th being the end point because that's when they're going into the Olympic break since this is an Olympic year also. So it seems like it's a competition within a competition. So during the season, 10 games from each team will be selected to be part of this kind of competition. And it goes towards this cup. Now, it's the team with the best winning percentage within each conference in a championship game in Phoenix on August 12th, which is right after the Olympic break, but it's also right before the season resuming. So the season resumes on August 15th. That game will be played three days before in Phoenix. Both those teams, now the staple of this entire Commissioner's Cup, has been the prize pool of $500,000 for the two teams to split, right? Um, One East team, one West team competing against one another. Now it shows a breakdown of winning team getting $30,000 per player or up to $30,000 per player, losing team up to $10,000 per player, and there will be an MVP crowned, and that person is given $5,000. So that's all of it, pretty much, to my understanding. And um, I'm not sure how it breaks down. I'm not sure exactly what teams get what games, but as of 528 or May 28th, we'll go through some of these teams, start with the East and and move my way to the West. The Atlanta Dream are one and two, and this is strictly within the Commissioner's Cup. This this does not reflect their actual record, just just the cup. Atlanta Dream is one and two. Chicago Sky is two and two. Connecticut Sun are three and oh. Indiana Fever are one and four. New York Liberty are three and two. Washington Mystics are one and three. Then we'll go into the Western Conference. The Dallas Wings are one and two. The Las Vegas Aces are two and one. The Los Angeles Sparks are zero oh and two. The Minnesota Lynx are zero oh and three. The Phoenix Mercury are two and one, and the Seattle Storm are four and zero. Oh. That's all the teams there and where they sit. I'm not sure exactly which games are considered for the cup. I know for each conference, there's 60 games in total. Obviously, there are, you know, six teams in each conference, 12 total teams. So that's uh, that's that. And I think before I close out, 
the last thing I'm going to talk about and mention is a longtime coach in the WNBA, Dan Hughes. He kind of retired over the weekend. I think I think many people were surprised, but it seemed like for him it felt like the right thing to do at this point in time. Seattle was in a good spot playing at, you know on all cylinders and we actually saw which looked like one of the assistant coach kind of you know coaches kind of taking over for one of the games that I did happen to watch or pay attention to the fact that he was not there. So you know he's had a he's had an illustrious long career. I mean he won a title with Seattle, which was where he was um, right before retiring, and um, I, I know he coached the Charlotte Sting in 1999. You know that's taking it back. So, um, and you know obviously that franchise is different now, uh, not called the Charlotte Sting anymore. He also coached the Cleveland Rockers from 2000 to 2003, the San Antonio stars or silver stars as they were at one point he had two stints with them 2005 to 2009 and then 2011 to 2016 so he spent a good portion of his career there and then of course he was with Seattle since um, 2018 so he did say he will remain assistant coach for the U.S. women's Olympic team this year I I'm not sure going forward if he's going to continue to do that or not but this year he will be still a part of that team and like I said, he's won one title with Seattle and he was two-time coach of the year. So he's had a, a really amazing career and kudos to him um, in his next phase of life. I know everybody's trying to figure out what they what they want and need to do moving forward with their life. So good luck to him and I, I hope he finds fulfillment in something else. Um, as for the Seattle Storm, they're one of their assistant coaches, Noelle Quinn. She's going to take over. So Noelle Quinn... Good luck to you. Hope everything works out. I know Seattle's a great team, so they always have been. So uh, congrats. So this is how I'm uh, I'm ending this one. I'm grateful to everyone who listens to this. You know, thank you for that. I will catch you guys on the next one. See you soon.